Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Extra 1063 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today? I'm doing good, and I'm very excited about today's show because, we, you know, once in a while, we step away from having the businesses every week, giving tips and advice, and we try to do something that maybe helps some of the wonderful organizations that are doing so much work that don't get the exposure they need, and I'm proud to have one of them on our show today. This gentleman has been on our show before, and we're glad to have him back again to take time out. We have Dr. Ike Rygard of Must Ministries, CEO of Must Ministries. He's a pastor. He's an author. He is spe- he's a speaker. He's a man who is very talented. And I don't know when you sleep, doctor, but welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Well, thank you, Jim. And thank you, Dan, for having me on today. I'm excited to be with you. I know that you folks do so much work and Must Ministries, you know, doesn't need any introduction. Maybe you could give uh, our listeners just a quick bio on yourself, a little history of yourself, what you've done, how you got into this and all the different wonderful things that you do. Absolutely, Jim. Uh, You know, I'm one of those kids that grew up in downtown Atlanta, and I grew up right on Marietta Street. And across from our home, there was a railway yard, Inman Yards. And so the homeless people of the day when I was growing up were called hobos, and they lived in their villages. And so if you were a family that was friendly toward those people, I think they would put your address up uh, so that new people coming in would know that you were there. And my mother was someone who would feed those people and give them something to drink and take care of them. And the neighbors would often get upset with her because they would say, you know, you're either going to get yourself hurt or you're going to get someone else hurt. You don't know who these people are that ride these rails and come in. And I can remember hearing my mother say, well, you know what? I know that's someone's son. It may be someone's dad, could be someone's brother. And I have all three of those. And I would hope to God that if one of mine were in trouble, that somebody would help them out and at least give them a meal. So I have to say that my heart for helping people in poverty comes from my mom. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it, the doctor? <laughs> no, sir. And, and it's such a privilege to get to do what I get to do. And to give you an idea of the way that Must Ministries works, I always like, you know, pictures that I can have in my mind. And uh, I would tell you to picture someone up on a high wire. They're walking across that high wire. They're trying to maintain their balance. And just like in life, there can be a lot of things that can knock you off the high wire in life. And 
And a lot of the people that we work with, sometimes it's a blown tire that can knock them off the high wire. Sometimes it's, you know, one financial reversal that takes place or a diagnosis from a doctor. And all of a sudden they find themselves, many of them, in a position they've never been in before. So our picture is, as people are walking at high wire, we're that safety net underneath. We're there to help catch people, help them get back up on the high wire. Now, we're, we're not a hammock for people to be lazy, but we're a safety net to be able to catch people, to be able to help them. And we do it in multiple ways. We call these our wraparound services. We help people with food. We help people with shelter. We help people with clothing. We help people get jobs so that they can be gainfully employed. And we help people uh, with medical issues. We have a clinic. So we do all of those different things. And I'll be glad to break them down any way you want to talk about them today. So that's what we do at Must Ministries. And this year is our 50th anniversary. Well, congratulations. 50 years. Oh, my goodness. That's that's fantastic. Uh, you know, the thing I really like hearing about that is, too, you're helping people to help themselves, right? That's you, right. You're yeah. not just handing them something. They keep coming back, and you keep handing them something. You're you're trying to give them a way out and, and a way out where, where you don't need to help them anymore. And I, I respect that a great deal, and I and I, I wish more charities would, would work in that capacity. Well, sometimes helping can hurt. If you're not sure. careful about the way that you help, and there can be uh, what a guy named Bob Lupton called toxic charity. And so what we try to maintain is dignity and respect for our clients. And the best thing in the world and, and the way to do that is to help them get a job. And so uh, the year before the pandemic, we helped over 600 people to be able to get jobs. And it represented about $11.4 million back into the economy. Wow. And it got those people up and, and got And so workforce development is a major part of what we do at MUST. And as the economy is beginning to rebound, the stimulus checks will begin to go away. We know there's going to be a greater and greater demand for people needing jobs. So we feel like we're getting ready to to really hit a stride in that area, as opposed to what we've been doing during the pandemic, which has much more been around feeding people and housing people uh, during these last 18 months or so. Now, do you partner with businesses to provide uh, jobs, labor? I would think that would be a win-win for you to help place your people, and businesses would welcome the help. Everybody's saying they want to hire today. Absolutely. Regardless of what kind of company is or what kind of skill or lack of skill. Everybody is is really needing some workforce development right Mm -hmm. now. So what we do uh, is, uh, you know, we train them, and we've moved a lot of things online because it seems like people have the connectivity a lot more uh, now than perhaps they did in the past. So we've been able to move a lot of things online and to be able to help people to get those jobs. But we do training. Uh, We do serve safe training if you're in the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. and then we'll provide you with those non-skid shoes that they want you to have. It it helps you to be able to get your foot, no pun intended, into the door (laughs) a little bit faster when you've got the right kind of shoes to wear. We do OSHA training, uh, flag training, uh, forklift training. Uh, We do all of these different things, uh, again, to be able to get people trained up so that when you're going into the OSHA training, you You've already got the safety training, and then we give those folks steel-toed boots, you know, for their work site. So we try to do everything that we can to be able to encourage people in that area. It sounds like you give them a launch. We do. Yeah. 
We do, and we love on them, and we're there to help them. And the beauty of what we do, and statistically, the the story is we at our shelter are called an emergency walk-up shelter. That's our actual designation, meaning anyone can just walk up and get help at our shelter. And um, the national average for people uh, not moving on to a more stable housing environment is that uh, roughly um, only 40% of people get to a better place. So, Dan, to your point, you start creating a revolving door at a percentage like that. At must, our success rate is 74%. So 74% of the people that come with us go on to a more stable housing environment. And, of course, getting people in housing is the key to stabilizing their life. And so when we can help get people into that position, uh, it's one of the best feelings in the world for us and them as well. Yeah, for people's dignity, right? I mean, they're, they're, when, right. when they're when, when you're helping them out, I mean, that's that's not enjoyable for them, and nobody wants you know nobody wants to need help, but uh, to be able to get them back on their feet and and taking care of you know the training, maybe you're probably helping with a resume, helping them Correct. guide them to these these places, and that's outstanding doing the doing the OSHA training and um, you know forklift things like that. Those are real uh, job skills that can get you a job, and I can tell you and the garage door business but that i've got i've got people that i need to drive forklifts i've got people i need to fix doors install doors sell doors whatever it is answer phones i mean you've got a you've got a lot of people that probably have a lot of skills that come in there and as you said they just need a hand they just you need a helping hand to get started again right and especially when you know we don't charge anything and if someone has really been down on their luck we help them to be able to put uh, a wardrobe together so that they can dress appropriately when they're going in to try to get those jobs now one of the uniquenesses of must is that we're in the suburbs and now we serve people during the pandemic from over 60 counties in Georgia but we're primarily the northern arc of Atlanta all the way around to Gwinnett County and suburban poverty is different than urban poverty because suburban poverty is made up much more of women and children so if you looked at every one that we serve at must ministries over 80 percent of them will be women and children which is not normally who you think about when you think about some being someone being without a place to stay. So we have a homeless shelter, and that shelter takes care of 72 people. It's called the Elizabeth Inn, mm-hmm. and we take care of them, and you can stay there for about 32 to 35 days. And uh, that's the length of stay. But then we also do something called permanent supportive housing when people are just really having trouble getting on their feet. Uh, we help a lot of military veterans. A lot of them suffer with PTSD, and so we try to help get them into more permanent housing. So on any given night when I'm placing my head uh, on a pillow to go to sleep, I know there's about 300 people that are putting their head on a pillow that night. And so that's what we do in the area of that housing. And uh, you're going to see a tsunami soon. Uh, that's coming when the uh, eviction moratoriums and everything else come off. Uh, You're going to see a lot of people uh, that are going to have no place to go. And when that happens, uh, we're trying to gear up now uh, in the work that we're doing 
uh, to try to get ahead of that tsunami by hiring more caseworkers. And we have been given $4.5 million from Cobb County and $4.7 million from Cherokee County uh, to work toward trying to keep people from becoming homeless. And, of course, there's qualifying for everything. But if you know someone that, you know, is going through a time like this, contact us at Must Ministries, and we'll do everything that we can to keep them in a a home, an apartment, uh, you know, wherever they are, as well as try to get people into something if they're being evicted. So there are funds that are out there. Um, There are criteria that the government sets, you know, for this funding, but we're there to help keep people housed as much as we possibly can. That's fantastic. It's awesome. I hope you have all the resources you need if it's, uh, you know, if it's really coming down the road like you think it is. And we really believe, you know, that that's going to be the deal. And then people needing jobs when the stimulus checks run out. Right. You know, when the government funding there uh, evaporates and at some point, you know, it it will. Right. Then people are going to be needing to get back into the workforce. And that's where we've been investing and trying to build the infrastructure with the anticipation there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be coming back. We're up against a break here, Doctor. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Our guest this week is Dr. Ike Rygard of Must Ministries. The wonderful work they do. We're just scraping the surface here, so don't go away. We're going to talk more about all the things that they do and how they help people. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and I want to remind you folks that you can check out our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Google. You can also listen to the station live on the Extra 106.3 app. Just download the app on your smartphone. This week's guest is Dr. Ike Rygard of Must Ministries. And, Dan, we had some interesting conversation during the break. 
Yeah, why don't you share this email that you were talking to us about? Well, Dan, have you ever received one of those emails that tells you that someone in some other part of the world or something, suddenly you're going to inherit all of this money? So I got one of those emails, and it started out like this. Dear Dr. Reichard, we've observed the work that you do with Must Ministries and the good work that you do in, in helping people. And so I want you to know that this email is not a scam. So the minute you're told it's not a scam, your antenna really goes up. And the person went on to say, you're going to receive a second email. Make sure it doesn't go into your spam folder and make sure that you respond. And so uh, I called my IT guy and I said, hey, take a look at this email. Does this look legit? I mean, is it a fishing expedition here or whatever? And he contacted me back. He goes, no, he said, it's a legit IP address. He said, I have no idea, you know, if what the person is saying is legitimate or not. So a few weeks later in October, this was on September the 30th, in October I get a second email. And the second email says, uh, Dear Dr. Reichard, we're inviting you and Must Ministries to apply for a grant. Now we can't tell you who's behind the grant, but you're welcome to apply. And you can apply for a few thousand dollars or you could even apply up to five million dollars. And so I have my team look at the grant and it's one of the shortest grants we'd ever seen. And so we just went ahead and filled it out and we sent it back in. And then November rolls around, and they tell me you'll, you'll hear something in November whether you receive something or not. So in November, I get another email. I'm at lunch with my wife, and I open it up, and the email starts out like this. Dear Dr. Reichert, we'd like to congratulate you and Must Ministries for being awarded $5 million. Signed, Jeff Bezos. Oh, wow. And we received $5 million worth of stock. From Amazon. Stock? Stock. Oh, God, yes. And so uh, by December, they had transferred the stock to us and everything. We had outlined some of the different ways that we wanted to be able to utilize funds if we were blessed with them. And uh, I'm just so thankful I didn't throw away that email because when it said, please do not think this is a scam, (laughs) you just, you know, your cynical radar goes up and goes, now, if you're warning me, then it probably is. But fortunately for me, it was not. So Jeff Bezos started two years prior. He had started this fund. And if anything's important to him, he calls it a day. Day one fund. So he has the Bezos family day one fund for homelessness. And he had done it two years prior. The highest gift that they give is the $5 million. Uh, he awards about 40 organizations uh, around America. And Must, along with a group in Atlanta called Hope Atlanta, we were the first groups in Atlanta to receive that type of funding. And again, it's nothing you can apply for. It's something that they just choose you. So we were, a, we were being blessed because uh, we'll use the majority of that money over the next few years to help provide more servicing for people. And just think with the pandemic doing the things that it's doing, how much more we were able to serve. Because during the pandemic, in a normal year at must, we will serve 33,000, 34,000 unique individuals. So unique individuals. During the pandemic, we have served now well over 200,000. We did six times what we normally do. Oh, my goodness. And so because of having the extra funding, the only thing that's exceeded the need that's been there has been the generosity of people. 
It has been absolutely phenomenal how people have stepped up, gotten in touch with us. Uh, They'll hear a a radio program like this, and they'll go, wow, I didn't even know this organization existed, and we want to be able to help them, or I'll do a TV interview. Uh, Like right now, the things that you'll see on TV is you'll hear the Must Summer Lunch program, and the Must Summer Lunch is that we provide lunches in the summer in a normal year, we would serve about 250,000 summer lunches. Last year, it went to 379,000. This year, we're going to do over a half a million. So we're doing breakfast and lunch. The USDA is helping to provide that food. Then we get the drivers and all the other people that work with us, and we give out hygiene kits because a lot of these kids are in poverty. And so we're going to serve uh, over a half a million of those meals this summer, you know, to kids during during that break um, when all the educators worry about them. That's how we started summer lunch program. Which teacher came to us, uh, and she said, uh, "I have a couple of kids in my class that I'm afraid will not be able to eat if, if there's if this doesn't happen." And so we started the summer lunch program because of that, and that takes care of that nine to ten week segment depending on which county you're in it's either nine weeks or ten weeks of the summer break but what we also were concerned about was what about that ongoing issue you know during the year now they're able to come to school and at least get a meal there so we absorbed another group into our organization the group was called uh save it forward and um now uh we call it uh you know a must uh, marketplace uh opportunity that we have we call it neighborhood pantry so what we do is we put a pantry inside a school and that pantry is not just to feed the child but it's to feed the entire family. And so we're in 34 physical locations with these pantries, but we serve over 100 schools because sometimes you got an elementary and middle school side by side. So rather than putting one in each location, they they share a pantry. And uh, when I was uh, doing um, the pantry opening at Green Acres Elementary School, the principal there is named Ashley Mize. And um, as we were getting ready to cut the ribbon, uh, Mrs. Mize uh, started crying. And we cut the the ribbon, and she said, you know, I'm sorry for getting emotional. She said, but let me tell you what happened to me a few weeks ago. She said, "Um, I had a little girl that came and grabbed me right before school, and she said, Ms. Mize, can can you get me something to eat? And she said, I said, sure, honey. Did did you not get to eat this morning before you came to school? And she said, no, ma'am. And she said, I didn't get to eat last night. And Ms. Mize said, why didn't you eat last night? And the little girl said, because it was not my turn. Can you imagine being a parent that has to decide which one of your children might not get to eat that night? And she said, so I know that this pantry is going to make a difference. So we give them boxes of food. And right now we're taking care of about 700 families. Before the pandemic, it was 400 families. Now, after the pandemic, and we're seeing the numbers begin to, you know, as as people are getting back in the job force, we're we're seeing those numbers beginning to tail down now from the the heights they were before. But putting those pantries uh, into the schools and something we're really stoked about 
is that very soon we're going to have on the road, y'all be sure and watch for it, the Must Mobile Pantry. Uh, <laughs> we bought a bus, and uh, we, we did a thing on Georgia Gives Day. Uh, you know, it's based a lot, radio, media, talking about it. And we raised enough money not only to buy a bus, but to completely convert that bus. And now it's going to go out on the road, and it's going to be a mobile pantry. But we're also going to be able to take the job fairs out on the road. And we're also going to be able to go into senior adult centers because a lot of the people facing poverty today are people who have retired and now their dollars are not stretching as far as they it's thought they worse. Were. And it's it, it worse. is going to get worse because, uh, you know, every day in America, 10,000 people turn 65 years old and many of them have not prepared for retirement. And inflation's terrible right now. Uh, it's, it's kicking. And so it, it's impacting. So when, when you think of that pantry, we're just saying, how can we take must out on the road? And so we're working with farmers and farms to be able to get fresh produce, to be able to do things. And I really think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have a second bus or a third bus one day, because I think this is really going to meet a need because a lot of the base of the population of people that we help, transportation is a big issue big issue they don't have it and you know every um place that we have that's a must location is placed on a bus line for that reason because so many of them have to take a bus to be able to get there so we were trying to look at a way how could we become more mobile we've seen it work in other cities and so we we wanted to be able to do it and the incredible generosity of people when we put the idea out there just again blew us away in the middle of a pandemic uh, how much people wanted to be able to help. So that's going to be something brand new that we're doing in food distribution to be able to get it out there. So the pantries in the school, again, putting it out there where it's really needed. And uh, the principals come to us and ask us uh, to come in and to be a part of this. And then we get other partners in the community who want to help staff it and do all the other things. And we do not choose the families, the school social workers for those schools. They know which families have the greatest need. So they're the ones that are choosing them to be a part of the program. You know, I love hearing all this. I wish you could hear more of these stories, Jim. I mean, it really actually makes you feel good because you hear all the negative stuff all the time. But there's so many people that are helping. There's so many people that are generous. And what comes to my mind, who's serving all these meals? Who's doing this? You've got to have a huge volunteer group to, to be able to pull this off. Boy, you're absolutely right. In the year before COVID, there were 17,000 people volunteered at MUST. And that's not 17,000 volunteer hours. That's 17,000 people. And there'll be people who own companies that are listening to your program, and they're going to go, wow, maybe we need to get our volunteers to come out because right now that's the biggest thing that we need. And this is also the way you're, you're both businessmen. This is also the way we keep our overhead low. Um, before I would give to any charity, I would go to something called Charity Navigator and look them up. Charity Navigator is an independent third party who takes your tax returns. Um, for us, they're called 990s. You know, your W-2s and everything that you have uh, as an individual, they're 990s in the nonprofit world. And uh, if you're doing things, I would say, legitimately and upfront, you're going to post 
what those are. And it shows you exactly how much of the funds that people give go to overhead. And when you see organizations that just have exorbitant salaries and all of these other things, you're, you're going to have a, a big number of uh, percentage of the funds are going to be going to overhead. But at our organization, uh, our overhead is about 17, 18% of what comes in. And a lot of that is because of those volunteers that come in and are there. And Charity Navigator only rates as high as a four-star. That's the only thing I have against them because so many <laughs> people go, why don't y'all have five stars? Well, they do not rate to a five-star, uh, but uh, they rate to a four-star. And for the last 14 years, um, at least 12 of those years, we've been their four-star. And, uh, and we plan on being there from now on. That, that's something we're committed to. So that you know, when you're giving your hard-earned dollars, and you go to mustministries.org, and let's say you click on donate, you know that your funds are going to get to the very programs that you're giving to um, and, and knowing that there's a very low percentage there for overhead. You can't be a four-star and be over 20-plus percent with that, your overhead. That is a high number. I mean, Jim, we've, yeah. we've, we've have a lot of charities, I don't good ones, but right, right. that's a high number, and that's what people want to hear, too, right? They, yeah. they, they, they want to hear it's going directly to the people that need it. I and think they want to hear important. that the organizations run efficiently, too. They realize there's overhead, there's salaries and stuff, but yeah. they, as long as it's efficient, they feel good. You know, one thing that's in my mind here, you know, there, you know, people's own perception is their own reality, and I think a lot of people have the perception when they hear about Must Ministries is they associate you with the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But what they mm -hmm. got to realize is that you're working all year long, every day, 24 hours a day. It's not just about Thanksgiving Absolutely. and Christmas, is it? Or providing mm -hmm. a, a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner or... Right. Yeah, I think our, all of our hearts feel more generous around the holidays, and we start looking for places to serve. Right. And all of a sudden, we'll be deluged, and we're thinking, "Ma'am, we, we got 364 other days that would be great right. Right. Uh, to have you come in and volunteer." Sure. But uh, I think a lot of it too, the perception around must is, you know, we our biggest fundraiser is we do what we call gobble jog uh, on the Marietta Square, and that raises over a half a million dollars for us. And uh, in 2019, of course. We didn't have a gobble jog during COVID, but in 2019, we had over 11,000 runners, Dan, wow. uh, that came to the Marietta Square. And that's 11,000 runners. Then think about their wow. family members and everybody else. It is a ha it's so much bigger than must now. And last year, Mayor Tumlin in Marietta was going, Ike, if there's any way, uh, we, we delayed as long as we could uh, because he wanted it to be something that kind of ushered in that we were getting past the pandemic. And of course it didn't happen uh, because we did need to, to remain more secluded uh, from one another right. and have the social distancing, but it, it is so much fun to do that. And then during that season as well, uh, we do the must toy store. And so we were able to do the must toy store providing, uh, you know, gifts for children that wouldn't necessarily have something on Christmas more over 5,000 kids this year uh got toys through the must toy store mm. through the generosity of people and people come out and volunteer uh for that uh we we have some great corporate volunteer like chick-fil-a 
does everything right, with us. Right, I mean, right. they're absolutely incredible. They'll be there during summer lunch. They'll, they come out and actually help us set up the toy store because they got all those logistics people uh, <laughs> that are in their organization. Yeah. And uh, so that, that Christmas season is a, a fantastic opportunity. But, yeah, we're there 365 days a year. The, the It's constantly running there uh, at the Elizabeth Inn. And the exciting news that we can talk about maybe in the next segment is – we're getting ready to build a brand new shelter. We're actually, it's under construction right now. And the event that I would have been in today was being able to have um, a signing of the concrete and everything else. Right. But we knew it was supposed to rain this afternoon. And that's what cleared up my calendar well, the to good, be with the Jim good Lord, and Dan. Uh, worked things out for us, didn't he? <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, I'm, I'm curious, what are some of the other things besides money, in addition to money, that you feel you want people to know that you need donated? Uh, well, uh, of course, coming in, volunteering is mm-hmm. is huge for us. And you can go to mustministries.org, uh, of course, our website's our clearing site, and you can see how to volunteer. Uh, but those volunteer hours are huge for us. Uh, there are people like neighborhoods will do food drives. Because we're, we're constantly having to replenish the, the food uh, that we're taking in, that we're being able to give out. And, um, you know, there's uh, groups that will do like a concert in their neighborhood, and they'll do a food drive. Uh, it, it's amazing the different things. And in normal years, schools did a lot of food drives for us. But again... With everything going on in schools, that had to shut down. So um, right now, we've been very, very thankful that the Atlanta Community Food Bank uh, has been a partner for all of these years. And then that we've been able to go out and rely on some other folks, whether it's Publix or whether it's Kroger, Sam's Club, Costco, all of those kinds of places where we've had to go and to buy food. And once the supply chain got back up, uh, we've been in a lot better position. But there there were some days that we were really, really concerned. And we said, you know, we'll keep giving till the last can goes off of the shelf. And just fortunately for us, that supply chain started coming back up. And we received help from so many places. There's a group called Feeding America. There's another group called Hope for America that reached out, hey, we know what you guys are doing. Uh, we happen to have a pallet full of stuff that we want to bring to you. So there were those kinds of miracles. Uh, you know, we're a faith-based organization. Uh, so we, we really believe that God watches out for us. Sure. And there are those times that uh, you couldn't explain it any other way. Uh, then it was just a miracle for us. Well, I'm curious to, you know, there's a lot of great uh, uh, charities out there. Salvation Arm we've had on the show. They do a lot of work. I imagine there has to be a certain amount of coordination, right, between what you do and they do. And and if that coordination is efficient, it makes everybody's job easier and it it gets out to the people even more effectively, right? It it does. There's something. How do you do that? That's that's a great great question. Uh, It's called the Cobb Collaborative. And the Cobb (laughs) Collaborative is a group of all of us who are in the similar space of providing for human needs. And uh, we have regular meetings where we talk about things. Like when you start uh, talking about having uh, space for people that are homeless. There are different organizations that do that. So through the United Way, they funded something called a coordinated point of entry. And that person is actually housed at Must. And that person knows every bed that's available in Cobb County. 
wow. from every organization so that, you know, that we can take care of them. You said, well, then what, what happens when it's full? Because before the pandemic, we would turn away two to 300 unique individuals a month because we didn't have any more space. Oh, my God. And again, majority women and children. And uh, suburban poverty is the fastest growing segment of poverty in America. Yeah, who would and, figure that, huh, Dan? Right. Uh, and, yeah. and here's part of the reason why. If you're living in your car and you're a mom and you've got a couple of kids and that's how you're surviving, you want to be out where there's some well-lit parking lot and the suburbs offer that more than a city offers that. You know, and there's uh, more of a safety factor that right. they feel. And that's that's why they come out and they're in those kinds of areas for us. But, um, you know, we, we've been able to minister that group. We've been able to take care of them. And so we do the coordinated point of entry so that we know where all the beds are. Uh, we coordinate with other groups because you, you, you never want to think people will take advantage of you. But sometimes desperate people do desperate things. Sure they do, yeah. And so if you build some guardrails and you're communicating with one another, you know which families because uh, we log them into a system where we know uh, who is who that we're helping to take care of because we want to help the majority of right. people. Right, right. Wow. What an awful thought to uh, a woman with a couple of kids living in a car. I mean, what a, what a terrible terrible thought that you guys are doing just such great work and and helping so many of them and giving them a chance to get back on their feet well we're we're so excited because the new shelter is going to provide more family rooms and and right now we don't have a lot of family rooms and you have a men's dormitory upstairs all we have is an old repurposed church that was built in the late 50s early 60s and so the men sleep upstairs the women are downstairs and the children are downstairs no no one aspires to live uh, in that kind of an environment and someone in cobb county schools was very wise um, because the school bus just think those kids are still having to go to school the school bus picks up first at must and drops off last at must every day so that those kids don't have their friends knowing that they're living in a homeless shelter and some parents can't bear to tell their kids they're in a homeless shelter so they tell them they're on a retreat that's what we're doing for right now well we're we're up against the break here but uh if you're just joining us, you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and our, our guest this week is, uh, we're very happy and inspired to have Dr. Ike Rigard of Must Ministries. And, and Dan, I want to thank you, All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors, for sponsoring this show. And I'm sure you're as, asp- as inspired as I am to listen to Dr. Rigard, aren't you? I, I am. I'm tell you what. You need a you need garage door, front door work. You make sure you let me know. We'll uh, we'll take care of it. I for promise you. you, I will. Thank okay. you. Yeah, but uh, we're going to be going into our last segment here. Don't go away because Dr. Rigard has some some more information and, and, and great news for us, and uh, it, it'll make you feel good. So we'll be right back. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you 
use the Gem Alice Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49,905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearcus, and I just want to remind all of you that you can join us every Saturday morning at 9 right here on Extra 106.3 or 1230 a.m., Atlanta's only conservative news talk station and the home of Fox News Radio. You can also listen to any of our past shows on the Extra 106.3 website. We're with Dr. Reichert of Must Ministries. Now, Doctor, I know you are not just CEO of Must Ministries, as if that wouldn't be enough, but you're a speaker, you're a minister, a pastor, an author. To be honest with you, I think that you might have perfected cloning because there's no way that you're one man. <laughs> I, I do not like sleep, and, uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, you know, um, Tell I, us all what you do all, uh, from a, you know, okay. all your responsibilities. Well, I was very fortunate Interest. to have as my men men mentor— Zig Ziglar. And uh, Zig oh. taught me awful a lot about life, and I co-authored a book with him. And he was my inspiration for a lot of the way that I try to live my life. But uh, along with being the president and CEO of Must, I'm a pastor of a church called Piedmont Church in right. Marietta, Georgia. I also have the joy of being the chief ethics officer for a company called IST Management. I'm the chief inspiration officer for a realty group called Your Home Soul Guaranteed. And I uh, do work uh, with a group called uh, Supreme lending and uh, help them with their personal and professional best program. So I love to be able to invest in people, personal development. And years ago, uh, I've always been a pastor. Uh, I got a call from a friend of mine named Pat Flood who said, um, I want to talk to you about something. And he was going to hire someone called a chief people officer for a large mortgage banking group in Atlanta called Home Bank Mortgage Corporation. And he sat down and he talked with me and he offered me the opportunity to be their chief people officer, which meant I was over their HR, and my job was to be able to make us an organization that was good enough to be one of the 100 best places to work in America, as featured in Fortune magazine. And so that was my job, was to put together a team and to create a culture where that would happen. And we were very fortunate. We made that list for five years in a row. You had to have a 1,000 employees. The first couple of years, we didn't have a 1,000 employees. But then once we went past that, we were really fortunate uh, to do so. And so learning about culture, learning about encouraging people, doing those kinds of things, that's my wheelhouse. Now, if Jim were to call me and say, can you help me install a garage door wheel? 
would be in trouble. Uh, someone gave me one year an electric screwdriver for Christmas, and my wife said, dear God, do they not know you or do they want you to get hurt? And so I'm not allowed around anything that's electrical uh, in any shape, form, or fashion. Well, with all the responsibilities and activities and interests and commitments you have, it's hard to believe you're one man, isn't it, Dan? It, it is. And, you know, it's funny. You're talking about the culture, too, and how it grew. But it's funny right now. We're working on that at our own business and, and, and what can come of it with the right culture, how it can grow your business and be worth so much more in so many different ways. Well, you know, 65 to 70 percent of your waking hours are getting ready to go to work, being at work or coming home from work. And depending on I-285, if you travel that, it might be 90 percent of your waking life. So why not create an atmosphere in the workplace that energizes people, that people are actually happy to be able to go to work and to be able to be there? That's what I got to do for Home Bank. And I was the chief people officer. I'd never been in corporate America in my life. I just went in and did the same things that we did to grow faith communities. It was a lot of fun. Enjoyed yeah. it so much. Just yeah. like I've enjoyed being here with you all today. This is great. Thank yeah. you for the way you oh. invest back into the community. Well, thank you. Well, you talked a little bit more about the shelter, but not so much on air. Why don't you talk about the new shelter and um, some ways some people can help if they want to get on board? It's so exciting. We're going to have 136 beds, so we're going from 72 to 100. 36 beds in the shelter and then we have 18 men 18 women's beds for what we call flex space that's when you get into a season like maybe when it's really really cold and we go out and try to get the people who for their social anxieties will not come into a program will not live in a shelter and again we found about 20 some percent of those people are military veterans and they want to be able to be together. Being able to build this larger shelter, it's also going to increase our workforce development, so we're going to be able to do that at a higher level. So we're consolidating our campus, and all together, this is about a $23 million project, and the first phase was over $14 million, and we completed our first phase. We raised all the money uh, for that first phase. Now we're in the second phase, and we still have to raise um, the Bezos money. Uh, we took $1.5 for the building. The rest is helping families, you know, for the next five years and utilizing those funds that way. And so uh, we're, we're down now to where I think we have to raise three and a half million dollars and uh, and then we'll be debt free. And which is exciting, uh, you know, to be able to be in that position. So we've just started that second phase, and uh, we believe that we're going to be able to accomplish it. And uh, must will start its next 50 years, you know, of serving people in this area. And you can always tell how old Must is because when they started it, they started it to be able to serve the hippies. <laughs> so you know when must was started back in the early 70s. They wanted to help those long-haired, freaky people <laughs> and, uh, and senior adults, ironically, even in that day. So, right. you know, we're very indebted yeah. to Wayne and Susan Williams, who were the founders of must back in 1971. Powers Ferry Road United Methodist Church and Marietta First Methodist Church were really kind of the key churches that made it happen wow. for our community. Now, if folks, you know, a lot of times folks, especially in East Cobb there, you know, mm -hmm. they have nice items they, they, they need to give away or donate or whatever. Do you, would you, do you accept items oh, too? Yeah. Like we have clothing, a thrift coats store. And yeah, thank you for bringing that. We have a thrift store and that Talk really about helps the thrift us. Store. Oh, the thrift store does a great work. Um, when I read the book, Toxic Charity, Bob Lupton said, I hope you don't just take people in the back of a warehouse and have a bunch of clothes laid out. 
and that's how they come and get clothes. And that's exactly what we were doing. And he said, what you ought to do is make a thrift store and then create like a debit card so that people can actually come in and shop like other people would and shop. And shoes. And, and shoes. Once again, trying to store a little <laughs> dignity and respect. Absolutely. Give them a choice. Yes, sir. And, and that's the key. You know, create parity, not charity. And the way you create parity, not charity, is you give people choices. When you are in poverty, one of the first things I came to realize that really just opened my eyes was that what you lose is you lose options. It's like money gives you options. Right, right. And a lack of money takes away the opportunities for choices. And so when we can look at someone and say, hey, we're cooking hamburgers tonight. Would you like a hamburger well done or would you like it medium rare? Sometimes they're, they almost can't even tell you how yeah, they want it right, because right. they're so used to not having things. Right. But you can go to mustministries.org and you can donate there. You can volunteer there. That's kind of our one-stop shop. And, man, we would love to have you come out and be a part. And do remember, it's not just Thanksgiving Day uh, right. that you can come and serve in the kitchen. There's right. all those other days, and we love to have our volunteers come out. Well, I'm, I, I'm sure that uh, Dan and I feel the same way. God bless you. Dr. Ike Rygard, all the work you and your team do. And may God give you many, many more years to stay healthy and lead because it sounds like everything rises and falls on leadership, whether it's a church, a company, a club. And obviously, they're, you know, you're, you're uh, quite a leader. Right, Dan? Absolutely. Very, very impressed. Very thankful for what you do. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for having well, me on. Well, yeah, thank you. And, we'll, 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 you know, we'll have Dr. Reichard back here when it gets closer to the holidays, yeah, too, right? Yeah, that'll be a great time. Yeah. I love these digs, yeah. man. I'll come back here <laughs> anytime. This is beautiful. Well, thank you for listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Like I said, we're here every Saturday morning at 9 on 106.3 FM and 1230 AM. Next week, we're going to have select floors. Mr. George Nasser is going to be talking about all, uh, everything to do with floor covering. Don't miss it, and have a great week. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. 
or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 